it's that time of year, Christmas season, which officially means there's nothing going on in the MMA world. So nothing that they just finished an event that you might not know about. They called it Saturday night. I don't think that's fair. I think this would more be a Friday Friday night, Saturday morning event out there in Asia. I should know closer to what it actually was, Raph. Um, South Korea. There it is. I was like, one God. of the Koreas. Yeah, and I even I was even listening. It was like here in Sogbyeon, Baskan, South Korea. I was like, that sounds lovely. Which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting way easier on a Saturday night, a true one, not the other side of the Saturday night. Raph, how much of uh, Frankie Edgar's just aggressive demise have you seen? I'm watching it right now, and I'm at minute 224 of the first round, and it has not been fun for the majority of the time it has been going on. I would call very little of this fight is going to be fun for Frankie Edgar. This specific event felt kind of Christmassy in the sense that it was nice to have Frankie Edgar back. I was like, oh, good. Yeah, I'm down to watch some of this. Had to do that thing where I woke up this morning, made coffee, and was like, oh, I've completely missed the fights. They're completely over. Okay, let's see where they're at. Oh, no, Penn State's college basketball games going on on ESPN. So thanks for that disappointment. Open the app, uh, get it back on the fire stick, redo the download, and uh, all that just to watch the Korean zombie rear mount Frankie Edgar and yeah. beat him up from behind. This fight does not last long. It is not good. It's a great fight, but if you came in with the Edgar edge, and he goes, Aww, uh-oh. That's where- really nice. A uh, Korean zombie went to go hug the dude who's trying to wipe the blood off of him. That's the true meaning of Christmas. That, see, there you go. There's your miracle on 34th. Oh, is that the Frankie Edgar's career alarm? <laughs> oh, no. That's so mean. That's so mean. Essentially, since this is a good fight, and I did not feel, I wasn't, I didn't leave this fight. Maybe it's just because I'm not quite crisp enough yet. But mm-hmm. he gets tagged, he gets mounted, he gets tagged another few times. Second time he's been finished in his career. Yeah, and his hair, I think, was a good indication of where he was. You know that kind of hair that you, like, let grow a little bit longer for the holidays, and you go, eh, I won't get a haircut. Because this, this is a little bit longer, I didn't know it, it froze out a little bit for him. Am I crazy, then- or does he look younger? I th- as he came in, I was like, who's that guy? Oh, oh, I thought Gary Toad had put a wig oh. on. Got it. No, no, okay. That's right in here. Oh, in the slow motion, they show this, like, uppercut series that happens where uh, then you see these jabs that happen. And the worst part about it is, oh, it's once they stop the fight and Edgar goes to grab underneath for a leg, like a single leg. That's tough to watch. The real thing that I feel as I'm watching this live with you guys is that there was a moment when the slow motion, because when I first saw it, I go, it's almost as if after he got rear mount and he like let Frankie back up or Frankie got out, whatever. Once he tagged him, Frankie did that like stumble that you do at a Christmas party after you've had a little bit too much. Yeah. Which, uh, that's not much. great to see. Yeah. <laughs> and Frankie, this is, I can't help but feel a little like we should talk maybe about his legacy. But before we do that, the question I guess to you is, 
I don't remember the Korean zombie just knocking the shit out of people like this lately, and maybe I should go back through his opponents. I'm about to go back through Frankie Edgar's. But to me, this didn't look competitive, which is what made me – that's what made me nervous about it. No, and Frankie, I mean, to his credit, took this at the last minute as a replacement. This was supposed to be T-City's fight. So Brian Ortega – Okay, okay. Would have been a fantastic fight in theory. Um, And yet here we are. So keep in mind, Frankie's last fight was a loss against Max Holloway. His fight before that, Cub Swanson, which he won via decision. Now, he lost to Brian Ortega with the vicious knockout punch, which would be the other finish that you're talking about here. I think that's important to note because by MMA math, which is never wrong, by the way, uh, Korean Zombie and Brian Ortega would have been a fun thing to have watched or witnessed just based off the math of who beat up Frankie Edgar. So you have to give him credit for stepping in here. And also, I think Hardy's gotten skinnier. Interesting. Which one, Greg? Which one's Hardy? Uh, the, yeah, the, the, I always want to say Tom Hardy, but he's not cool enough to join us. Yes. The former fighter, is it Greg Hardy? It's too early. To no, do no, this. no. Greg Hardy is a football player that has, uh, a questionable pass, got suspended, became an MMA fighter. Yes. Well, if you really want to go down and find where the beginning of the end starts to happen, um, you know, he lost to Jose Aldo twice. And Gray Maynard and him had a, a feud. BJ Penn and him had a feud. I mean, the Frankie Edgar that we know and love really stopped being that guy maybe in 2015. And then we got a couple flashes of him still being like a fun fighter to watch. But um, yeah, dude. Which that can kind this of seem that can seem a little insulting. It's not because I went even further back to his first mm. official Wikipedia-counted fight, mm. October 29th, 2005. Yeah. So we are at year 15 on this 14, but you know damn well there's 18 fights on his record that aren't noted here. <laughs> so we're probably in year 19, if, we had to, if I had to guess. I do want to make fun of a few of the fights from 2006, which I was a part oh. of that era. I, I know what's yeah. wrong with us, but... They named it Reality Fighting 13. That's all I wanted to talk about as you were just blathering on there. I was like, I, you know, Kevin, let's just get to the part where you see Reality Fighting because I'm already there. <laughs> why Why did they feel the need to put Reality? I guess it was before Reality TV really existed. Mm-hmm. But it was like, check out Reality Basketball as LeBron James takes on Kevin Durant. Doesn't make any sense at all. Love it. Reality Fighting. He fought you at Battle of that the Beach. Way. Well, you go that way on reality fighting. I think reality fighting is before you fight Jim Miller, your car premiums have gone up. Reality fighting. <laughs> this week, you can only see one of your kids' recitals. Reality fighting. You're going to tear a meniscus. Reality fighting 15. <laughs> I would 100% watch that version of fighting, which is you break bad news that you've created before the person goes into the cage. Because the best part about that is that it's not just on his 
record. That's also on Jim Miller's record. So I still can't believe that we bypassed that on Jim Miller's record because we just figure he's probably fighting any bar in the world for like a Coors Light and being like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and at least some of them, I mean, how pissed are you if you were at reality fighting 14 as opposed to 13? 13's a battle at the beach. 14's mm-hmm. like, it's Frozen 3, the prequel. <laughs> this is where UFC gets it because UFC t- signs him here around uh, November 18th, 2006, I'm assuming. Right after he beats mm-hmm. Jim Miller. And then it's just UFC. They were like, we're not going to mm-hmm. put any of those stupid names so people can judge us later. Like, George Bush's champion Avenger. The tournament. <laughs> All right. This is, oh, this is miraculous to watch. So, very happy for the Korean zombie. Um, it's, it's a strange thing to see this go on at 2 a.m. our time. Um, mostly because I was up before... Like, I was still up, and it was just about to start, and I made the choice. I said, no. I know we have to podcast in, like, what, eight hours? I will watch the ESPN Plus as we do this, which I am doing right now. So watch the main card uh, fight, uh, main event fight, and just kind of breezing through the main card. So talk to me, Kev. What What is going on in the UFC world before we start to close this thing down before the Christmas it's like you keep us abreast on anything going on uh, over there. I don't think it's going to be that interesting based off of the headlines I saw from this before I I turned yes. it on. And I still argue with ESPN, not Saturday night. So you need to change your ESPN Plus designation. There are a few different things that went on over on the Bellator world. Barnett falls mm-hmm. ill, cancels their main event. And I did read somewhere that he just conceded the match. It's like, wait, is that Bellator's rule? Bellator is a corporation that doesn't have sick days. That's brutal. Carmouche signs with Bellator, adding to the multitude of really light fighters that Dana White is perfectly happy sending to a different organization. I'm surprised on the Bellator versus one, but I dig it. This is my. I want to go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, I, I just wanted to kind of go here you were saying that you could concede a fight like that beforehand yeah you have to do that through like written consent do you have to send a letter because when you say that josh barnett conceded it makes me feel like he had to send a letter to congress uh to make sure that the fight wouldn't happen see and i can't find that here in the article but that would be amazing if it was like he went to mike's leather messenger service and sent a five foot seven very lovely 24-year-old man decked out in leather to just yell, Josh Barnett concedes the fight. This is over. And then gets on a horse, rides back to L.A. I mean, I don't... It's also... I mean, the, the reason why this is only vaguely awkward to me is the fact that while the, earlier this week I saw Josh Barnett um, doing an impromptu pro wrestling uh, open workout as one does when you're Josh Barnett. Did you see someone near him, behind him maybe, sneeze? Because I don't know. If you had had your camera out, we could have zaprudered this. No one would care. It's important to note, no one cares that Josh Barnett fell ill and didn't fight. That's what happens to fighters over 58. I'm kidding. <laughs> but if you had seen something. Um, it's sort of a weird nightmare. Josh Barnett shares his 
regrets is he's unable to fight tonight at the Bellator USO show. That's strange. I've never – I mean, I know that Kevin before we started said, hey, I'm kind of coming down with something. Uh, but it's it's a requirement if you live in Colorado. Mandatory. But Kevin showed up. Yeah, hey, and I'm here fighting with this microphone in my sweatpants. And it's early, so I'm not drinking. Still smoking mm. weed, but I'm not drinking. That's a huge adjustment for me performatively. I, I interject real quick. I'm listening to mm. – uh, this is a former NFL player does a recap of the NFL season. And I guess he had the sniffles, but he said on the podcast, he's like, for all you listening, for you aggregators, I, I don't have a nose candy problem. And it was like, is that what, what? people think? I didn't even feel the need to preface. Oh, like, I sound a little stuffed up. I feel the need to apologize about having a weak immune system and not being enough of a man. I don't feel the need to be like, guys, this is not heroin. So if everyone out there is worried, it's heroin. It's like, this is a Shakespearean thing. Might have protested too much. Just a little bit. I'm not on cocaine. You're on cocaine. Who's on cocaine? cocaine? I'm not, I, I, I wanted to do 11 a.m. podcast for no reason. This is just good. It's just good timing. <laughs> this is just, I also don't think any of our fans would care if either of us did the podcast on cocaine. Because there are people that they questionably know. Well, throughout the community who are on cocaine that they just go, meh, that's fine. It's not really a PED, just kind of having a good time, right? Who wants to go skiing? Plus, it's not like we're driving, you know? No. <laughs> Everyone's fine. We might go to brunch. I think I could do that on cocaine, though. I'd feel sorry for the waiter. Mm. Uh, back to some headlines here, because this next one's my favorite. Sehudo mm. says, and maybe this is where I'm getting that I don't know who you hire to send this message, but it's got to be way more important. Like you might have to skywrite this one. Sehudo says he'll relinquish the UFC flyweight title. Mm-hmm. One, what a shot to belt sales for the flyweight belt, the replica that I'm sure cost $640 on the UFC.com shop. That thing's not going to be flying off the shelf in time for Christmas now. Second, um, what other things do you think Sehudo wants to give up that Dana White doesn't care about? Uh, carbs, maybe next? Like, he's not going to buy any more Ferraris? This is one of those, uh, okay, just giving up a belt? It's not good. It's not a good sign. Do you feel that Dana is at that part where he goes, you know, I didn't even remember we had one of those fucking belts. Yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> he's like, Did I not trade that to one? could have sworn I traded the whole system, the belt and everything. This is exactly the conversation he had when he goes, <clears throat> hey, yeah, oh, you, that, is that what you want to do? Hold on real quick. Hey, um, we didn't get that back? So, so, Henry, Henry Cejudo's every day gets just a little bit older. I know he's not an older guy, but that 125 weight class really <laughs> doesn't look as good with the shiny belt. You're just like, ah, I'm not going to be able to fit in that belt anyway minutes after, so I might as well bump it up to 135 and have some gravy. Just a, just a hunch. I don't know that that's what he said. I, If Amazing. anyone's listening, we'll take that belt. If they're just giving it away, I don't want to have to earn anything. Like getting down to a 125, I think you'd have to cut me in half. Um, it's not a terrible, terrible strategy for my jiu-jitsu career. 
Whitaker to face Cannoneer at UFC 248 in March um, is a headline that I only threw in to tell you how little's going on in MMA, Raf. That that mm. one got got almost top billing. <laughs> Danis gets second si- fight since ban versus Gridrich. Mm. Uh, I guess that's Dylan Danis. Yeah. Great news. This is, I'm sorry, his second fight? No, it's his third fight, but they're saying it's his second fight since he got the ban for uh, him getting into that brawl with Khabib many moons ago. Oh, my! arguably his most important fight of his career was Fact. that small moment. I, If you had said he's fought seven times, I'd have been like, don't remember him. If you had said two, no. don't remember those. I know he, I think he'll hooked someone, but damn it. Uh, fight more to be such a tool. Isn't well, that, shouldn't that be the rule? Like he's like the Justin Bieber of fighting. It's like you haven't done anything. You can't just smoke up a weed plane and become a bad boy. Like this is ridiculous. I will read you his official statement on the matter, and then we will mock him. The, because... the band Poison earned that title. They earned every bit of it. Def Leppard. A lot of people had to die for them to become rock stars. Justin Bieber just like doesn't understand history. Sorry, so apparently he's fighting at 175. Cool. Which if you're wondering is not a weight class. Not so he says first fighter in MMA history to create his own weight class. To which one of my friends responded and I'm sure the internet as well. I've never seen anyone like completely glorify and celebrate the fact that they can't make I'll wait. Like, they're so anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Kelvin Gastelum invented a lot of weight classes. The one, <laughs> the 157 pound club, the 172 pound club. This is insulting to a lot if, of fighters. If I ever work on a theme park that is based off of the UFC, I think that one of them is going to create a roller coaster based around Kelvin Gastelum's weight cuts. I'm going to be like, oh, 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 you're at 170. Grab the towel. Grab the towel. Grab the towel. (laughs) So I feel like that's going to be a a great uh, excursion. Uh, Dylan Dennis, though, this is interesting. I don't like how many people actually care. I really like I know he is popular. (laughs) I I I know this is the exact number of people that care. That would be super helpful. It's really weird to me because he's on this MMA card that's out here in Los Angeles in a month's time. Uh, they're starting to announce more and more of the people who are fighting on that card. It's weird. So, okay. I, I guess that's something we're going to investigate. Um, but, yes, he will have his second fight from the brawl. Maybe that's how we should refer to everybody involved in that brawl. Uh, Conor McGregor is taking his first fight from that brawl. This will be Conor's third return to the Octagon since the Dylan Danis brawl. Like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait, wasn't that his brawl too? No, no, no. Dylan no, Danis no. was the only one who stood up. Uh, actually, let me find this. So January 18th is the UFC. This is so funny to me. January yes. 18th is the McGregor versus Cowboy Cerrone fight. It's in Las Vegas. They have also announced that they're hiking up the pay-per-view for those mm-hmm. those fights starting then. How 
much does Dana White dislike Dylan Dennis that he'll be fighting in Raleigh, North Carolina on the January 25th Blades versus Dos Santos fight night. Oosh. He deserves it. Dana's like, is this third fucking fight? I can fight on 246. Damn right, Dana. I would like to discuss the aggravation, yet not complete surprise, that the prices are going back up. Now, the whole point of us playing this ESPN game was that you get $5 off, Kevin, every month from the normal pay-per-view price. But you had to pay that $5 so that you can watch ESPN+. Plus. Mm-hmm. So now we're at a point where UFC's like, are you guys good? We've done this for a year now. We're going to do it. Oh, well, Raph, mm. you just really got me thinking about the UFC and prices. And I know that this was probably ESPN, but I would like to report that the BMF replica belt maintains its price at $850. <laughs> and I would like to turn fans towards a more reasonable option. The UFC okay. Legacy Replica Belt Buckle. Now, this sends okay. all the same messages. All of them. For a mere $95. Fuck. But I'm about to drive to Kansas. And if around hour five, I got out in Colby, where there's nothing. And someone gets out of their Prius whatever it is their their honda spark and they get out wearing that belt i know that's someone not to be fucked with just the belt buckle right if you get out wearing an entire bmf replica belt i'm gonna be like are you hey good for you buddy like i'll just kind of assume it's it's like a therapy dog situation this ufc legacy legacy replica belt buckle is everything you want for the holidays and uh now i'm done pitching 95 dollar belt buckles Thank you. Can you understand that I would love nothing more than for one of these to be in the price range where I would actually buy it for you as a gag gift, but it is nowhere near the amount I am willing to invest in something I go, oh, that'd be funny. I should send that to Kevin. To be precise, it's about $820 away from being a pretty funny gag gift. No, I mean, that's the BMF title. I'm talking even the belt oh, the buckle. Because <laughs> first of all, you don't live in fucking Texas. But when you said, I was like, oh, actually, if there's a belt buckle, I have a certain price point. I'm willing to. It is not near there. No, I will not do that. No. Look for the verbal tap belt buckle coming in 2020. Oh, it's not going to be very expensive, large, or helpful. Oh, God. You know what it is? We're just going to go get some fucking belt buckles from Texas. And then just cut out our logo and laminate it over it. Love and it. boom, that's what we're going to sell. Maybe like a, that would be a fun making it project for you and I, a little arts and it crafts. It would. <laughs> you know, that's the whole thing. We're going to like, I'm going to see if I can talk to you. A couple of my friends wrote on that show. And I want to see if I could be like, hey, guys, could we do like a special challenge where they just make things for verbal tap? And they'd be like, oh, that's a really cool branding opportunity. Why are we doing that? Um... Because, please, I, because, I don't really have a good reason. Right, just be like, because we've always felt like this is our calling. And now, <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I just love the fact that, like, a couple of my friends made writing uh, silly puns uh, a career uh, for that gig. And 
I've gone on to do very good things. But yes, two of my well, one of my former writers for early late night is on that. And then one of the guys from the late night writers workshop, who's very funny, uh, wrote on that show. So I'm very happy for them. But oh, my God. Yeah. Would I love to see people make shit for us? Absolutely. You hear that? Damn near killed. Ah. We no more podcasting before noon. This is why we don't do it. We always forget once a year. We're like, no, no, no. You we're don't... gonna get up early. It's gonna be uh, <laughs> ESPN esque. We're fine. You know what it is, Kevin? It's not just ESPN's fault. It's just because we're at ten thirty my time, eleven thirty your time. We're essentially the Regis Ed Kelly version of our show right now. Like, we can't help it. There's going to be chats over what Gelman was doing. There's going to be chats about uh, having a good latte. That's just what you do during morning television. Get up. I'm having a lot more respect. I used to think I could go on and be like, LeBron James is no longer the best player in the NBA. Let's just say it. He is now the second best. He's not even the best player on his own team. Like that, I was always thought I could do it, but now in reality, they turn the camera to me. I'm just staring at a Starbucks cup like, what, what? Who played last <laughs> <laughs> it's five in the morning, guys. You guys, does anyone watching this right now? <laughs> what are we all? So there's my get up cut. It's not great. I'll start. Uh, that's actually not a terrible sketch for you and I later on. No. When uh, when we start mocking ESPN things, we'll do a <laughs> Kevin can't get up. What <laughs> happens? What happens when you can't? I am gonna take us. So we're 25 minutes in. We did the Edgar stuff. We haven't revealed any damning secrets about Christmas, which is more than I can say last year for my live presence for my niece and nephews, nieces and nephew. Raph, do we start talking about Cowboy Cerrone and McGregor like it's happening yet? Yes. Oh, that's going to be difficult because I would like to just double down. That fight's not happening. There are too many oh. scuba trips on Cerrone's calendar. That's fair, and it is Christmas, which means lots of people are free for him to do nonsense with. Public appearances for Connor are going to be at an all-time high. That means at least one to seven fans are in danger of getting smacked by a professional fighter. I'm not saying they will, but there's a likelihood. Like, we have to put it in the zone. 30% chance? I want, well, I want our fans to do a thing where they start counting how many times they hear... A motivated or a driven Conor McGregor is a dangerous person to fight because that's the sell on this fight, which is it's been a while since he's been in the UFC, guys. Like, yeah, he fought Khabib that like one time like a year ago, but I already put money on Serrano. Um, I'm taking. Did the, you really remember you? <laughs> I yes, I know. And you did it. Episodes. Yes, I was like, uh, no, 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 no. This is not, I'm not going to get better odds, I think, than this. Now, there's a chance something will happen to Cerrone, but to me, the the public tide is going to turn when people start having the exact conversation that you and I have been having for like two months. Mm. I really do think Ring Rust is real for certain people, and it's not like he came in, beat up Mayweather like Derek the Black Beast Lewis beat up that boxer in his gym. Mm. I, it's always good when TMZ news alerts my MMA. It's like Derek Lewis beats up someone. It's like clicking on that. All right. Don't even ask me. Just make that the first thing I see. He beat up a boxer not quite to Mayweather's caliber in his gym just as a local. Okay, you want to fight? 
which means you and I should be very careful about the things we say about Derek Lewis. Because there's yeah. like a f- no percent chance he's going to seek it out. But there's a small percentage. One of the people that attends the gym is like, hey, you got to hear these two idiots. And he's going to be like, come put up or shut up. And we're like, uh, we will <laughs> shut up, sir. You <laughs> got it. Done. Um, but Connor didn't look good against his last Could opponent. Be. And I didn't think he beat Nate before that. No one thought he beat Nate before that. Everyone was like, okay, well, this is going to be the all-time jobbing. There's a wrestling term, right? Did I use that right? Yes. Oh. Yeah. That's your Christmas gift. Merry Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> I use jobbing It's correctly. only taken seven goddamn years, but he's finally getting pro wrestling terminology. <laughs> and I hope I only kind of knew it was pro wrestling since one of those. Did I just hear that in a different lane? Anyway, you know what happens is now they've used it so many times it's made its way into regular lexicon. And so now you're just starting to do it and being like, eh? I dabbed. Am I, am I with it? Am I a kid? Yeah. Okay. Good work, kid. I can't even think of the game real quickly, but I was like, do you guys want to play that game? Final Fantasy? Wait, it's not Final <laughs> Fantasy anymore. It's some new game that they all play. <laughs> if you just say Fortnite, you that's should be covered for Damn a little it. bit. Oh, I'm getting so old, I couldn't even think of Fortnite. That's, that's the one. I was I had to do Christmas shopping stuff yesterday, and my nephew, you know, he's, he's about 11, 10, somewhere in there. And I walked by something that said Fortnite, and I go, I don't even know if he plays that. I honestly can't tell you. And you know what? I don't care. He's going to play whatever I get him, which is possibly this GameStop gift card. Because holy fuck do I not know what kids are playing these days. And more importantly, you don't want to be the uncle that gets the wrong gift. No, uh, luckily I already got the slight dictation. I got the PS4 mm. games list that my good twelve-year-old nephew. So it was like, okay, we can we can land in that zone because they hit that age where it's too expensive. It's like you don't want to screw up because no. it's no longer like a twelve-dollar thing here. And I was raised in a family. I don't know how my older sister does this anymore, but I was raised in a family where you just don't take gifts back, and that in infuriates my wife and to the point where she's like you don't even use it and i was like but it'd be rude to get like to take it back i just i cannot do that like if someone gets you a sucky gift you just kind of go thank you and then you go you feel bad about it for a while you figure out what you can do with it but yeah gift returning is not really on the cards and if that gift is a bmf replica belt just know that they sent (laughs) a lot of money on that sucky gift Those and you know what the worst part is the people who did get that will only get a cutout of a photo that says correct Correct. the magic of its arrival will not be there until after January 20th. (laughs) So I hope that they give you a replica belt of a replica belt that you can then hold on to until said interim belt of BMF makes its way to you. I don't know, Kev. I'm. Um, are you done with Christmas shopping? No, 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 no. No, bless you. Because nope. I made it to um, this part. It was my hiatus now. I'm off for a couple weeks. Um, but it sucks because everybody, like the whole world is asking you to do things. And you're like, oh, can I do this? No, no, no. Wait for hiatus. 
like, Raph, uh, can you mail that out? No, no, no. Wait till hiatus. I can't. Nope, nope. Literally yesterday, they're like, hey, everybody, you can go home. I go, oh, thank God. All right. I get home. I realize, all right, I got to get my wife her gift. And then I was like, I'm going to do that first thing Monday. My wife comes up to me. She goes, I'm off Monday. I was like, first thing Tuesday. Yikes. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, wait. Christmas Eve. That was a <laughs> real tough one. The alarm goes off. Well, uh, I, I'm done, fortunately, with anything I have to like do. I just need to finish out three gifts that are all really young child driven. So I will be okay. able to do that at a store on Monday. That's good. That's very good. And I will say, um, my wife had a theory yesterday as we went around to go like do some returns and do all that sort of stuff. Her returns, not mine. Remember, I'm good. We uh, got to a part where we realized we're like, why is it a little dead at this major shopping zone? And my wife goes, Christmas parties. I go, oh shit, their loss is our gain. Let's fucking hit this town. Go. Did it. This there's always a short time of year, and I will uh, give a little holiday shout out to the MMA crew because I think it's mm-hmm. one of the few times a year where people are eyeing open mats more so. Like, um, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's the case if you're just like, oh, I can hit the gym more, but it's definitely a jujitsu crazy item. So it's a good time to just yeah. uh, make sure you balance out those stressful shopping trips with the jujitsu session. Absolutely. I mean, I'm trying to <clears throat> yell at people to go train as much as possible because I'm like, I got two weeks off, everybody. This is it. Train with me now or don't. Really don't want to be the person that local man gets in fight at Gap over last pair of jeans. Yep. It's like, that could be you. You don't want that. You know, the other thing I've only started recently considering, and I guess it's because I view him as more of a celebrity than a fighter now, is I'm looking at this card. And yes, you've got your Anthony Pettis, your Diego Fierro. You've got your Claudia Galdina versus Alexa Grasso. You've got your Holly Holm versus Raquel Pennington. Great fights. But there's something about seeing it in print that says five-round main event and Conor McGregor above it that you go, oh, that seems mean to him. He he doesn't remember how to fight like that. Ugh. No, don't do that to him. Because... A good three-round fight actually sounds just fine for Conor McGregor. Um, but yet, obviously, UFC rules dictate main event is always a five-round event affair. But I like that that was my first thought when I saw five-round main event. I was like, why? Oh, right. Oh, but it's him, though. We don't think that's a good idea. I mean, and Cerrone's best work, sometimes this happened within three fights. So, you know, three-round fights. Who knows? Um, but, yes, the UFC, I think, is that it for them? Do we just have the Risen that's coming up uh, over the the holiday? Well, they had these fights that were going on, um, but I don't see anything on the schedule for Saturday, for Friday, essentially. Um, but that's what Okay. We're, no, yeah, we're done, done. Okay, so Ryzen does have an event. It's their, like, uh, December 31st. Oh, shit. Fedor versus Rampage is the 29th. Yeah. That's Bellator, obviously. Yes. But it is, like, a weird 
them combining forces With, sort of thing, I thought. They are, because it's all on the same arena. So December 28th and December 31st at the Salatama Super Arena in Saitama, Japan. Mm-hmm. They're hosting a lot of fights that week. Japan's like, we're yeah. all in on the new year. Fuck Christmas. We're going to fight Saturday. We're going to fight Tuesday. We're going to have fun. Oh, Japan is all about, like, you thought you were off? Nope. Work. Oh, man. And then PFL 2019 Championship. No. They're just going to keep loading events in. And I don't know if you saw this, but apparently Rory McDonald is going to now that he's no longer doing Bellator. I don't know if he's not doing Bellator. But, yeah, he's signed with PFL to chase that million-dollar prize that they have for their tournament. All right. That would be fun. I feel like that's a that's a good way to lure people because when I first started seeing that they were offering a million dollars for that, I was like, some of these guys would fight for 20 fights and not make that purse. So even if they do the weird bullshit lottery thing where they split it out over a multitude of years, that's still a bigger cash prize than it would be for them fighting in the UFC. What a great way to lure talent without having to pay multiple high-end contracts. Dana's going to be upset. He didn't think, oh, I wouldn't have to be dealing with these fucking babies. I could just do this. <laughs> I mean, that's why you see Dana lean in on more of these Dana White, so you want to be a fucking fighter shows because he's just like, I don't have to offer you shit. You want to fucking come to work for me, <laughs> which I'm fine with. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so we're not like done, done in 2019. There's still more fights to be had. Um, Kevin is, or you, you leave tomorrow, so that would be Sunday, and Kevin will be spending time out in the Kansas. Or according uh, to the ESPN, I'm leaving Monday night. Oh no, where you're watching it from. Yeah, I will say the holidays are most confusing to MMA fans because I know there have been times during the holidays when I'm really, really carb loaded and I'm in a place of wanting to fall asleep. And then suddenly there's a Japan event that goes, but you want to watch us, right? And I go, I guess I can't move. Sure, I'm not going anywhere. Oh, Gucci's on this tight. Oh, he's got a knee thing? No. Shit, I'm still here. Why not? Oh, is Gabby Garcia going to fight a grandma? They should have led with that. That's that's the main event that I think should be in perpetuity. So, um, yeah. that That is what I would say is people need to remember. So, we, what? Are we rounding? Are we good? Where are we at? We are done with 2019 headed to 2020 raf we did it we made it a whole episode you can call that we can call this an episode i mean i I think especially with those funny jokes um about the ufc store we will be back in a week's short time which sounds crazy but most people i think the wednesday christmas has ruined christmas i don't want to blame days of the year but corporate america is like no you just get wednesday off it's like okay well that's fun So it'll be interesting to see how everyone copes through it. But uh, happy travels, happy safe travels. Go train some jujitsu, and that's gonna do it for us tonight. I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight.
number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is... 